Welcome to Building a Brand with Clifton Alexander. This is the podcast that focuses on how to build a standout brand as well as scaling your business, giving you tips on marketing and advertising with special one-on-one interviews with celebrities and industry professionals on how they built their brand. Hey guys, it's Clifton Alexander with How to Build a Celebrity Brand, and today I have Angela Robinson with the spoon joining me. Hi. We're going to talk about her brand, her business, some projects she has coming up, and also her role in a new movie coming out. You married that coming out in July. You got to say you married that. Yeah, you married that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you for coming on the show. Um, so for people thank who don't, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So for those who don't know about you, um, tell them a little about who you are. Well, my name is Angela Robinson Witherspoon. Um, You probably don't know me, but you knew my late husband, John Witherspoon. I've been in the business um, since the early 80s. (laughs) My first uh, speaking part was in a little movie called 48 Hours with um, a new kid from Saturday Night Live named Eddie Murphy. (laughs) I'm at the bar and I say, I'm with somebody. For fifteen hundred bucks, so I thought, oh, this is gonna be easy. I'm, I'm the, I'm the movie star. I didn't know how hard it was to get a part in a movie, uh, but I've been plugging along and plugging along. And uh, last year, I did Criminal Minds. I did three episode arc, and oh, okay. then I played a judge on Crazy Ex Girlfriend, and that was me in Soul Plane, sitting mm. next to John, and his finger ended up in my potato. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't know that was me because I wore a little wig because I was like Snoop Dogg is in this I don't know how this is going to be <laughs> I don't know if my mother's going to like this <laughs> but it turned out to be really fun and uh, Jesse Torero was really sweet about it he was like you're in the top three of the yeah. actresses that we met but if you can get John to come with you oh, okay. you got the job you got the job Okay. <laughs> so tell us how did you two meet uh, we met on a film for Warner Brothers called Kidnapped. Okay. I played an undercover detective, and he played a pimp. Mm. And at the time, I was doing stand-up because okay. Whoopi Goldberg was like the hottest thing. And I was like, I'm mm. as funny as Whoopi. Yeah. So I started doing stand-up, and um, one of the gaffers or somebody ran and said, John Witherspoon's here, John Witherspoon's here. <laughs> Who's John Witherspoon? You know John Witherspoon from the Richard Pryor show? And the, I, yeah. I really did not know who he was. Mm. And so um, we ended up exchanging numbers that night. And then he was calling me like, when are you coming over to cook me dinner? And I was like, never. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, well, come over and I'll cook you dinner. And I was like, never. <laughs> and then he came to see me in a play. Okay. Uh, I found out years later that he had the World Series on in his ear on a transistor oh, no radio. <laughs> uh, and then we went out We went out for probably a month or so before mm. I sort of fell under his charms. Mm. But he was a very, like a nice person to date. Yeah. And so after all the other guys I had dated, I was like, phew. It's a Somebody who says they'll be there <laughs> at 6 o'clock and they're there at 5.55. Okay, you know? that's good, that's good. Uh, and we dated for a year, and then he was like, uh, why don't you move in with me? And I was like, no, no, no. I was th- like just turning 30, and I was like, I- I've lived with people. I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> he was like, well, 
if you could plan a wedding with what I got in the bank, we can get married. Mm. I'm like, what you got in the bank? And he's <laughs> like, donut. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, you know, we got together and we struggled. We struggled yeah. for several years, but we had fun. We always had fun. Okay. And okay. it was a lot of laughs. That's good. That's good. So, yeah. what would, for a person who's trying to get into the business, right? Mm-hmm. What is the hardest part of getting into the business? Just making up your mind. Making up your Make mind. up your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say they want to act. They say they want to be on television. They say they want to sing. Mm-hmm. But you have to get started. You have to, you know, you have to start. Okay. If you're in, a, you're not in LA, go to acting class. Okay. If, you know, it's like, um, you, you, you got to get going. Go to the improv. Go to an open mic yeah. night. Uh, uh, if you even with modeling, if you want to be a model, you got to go to modeling class or start working mm-hmm. with designers. Jump in. You okay. you talked about your life. You just jump in. Yeah, just jump in. Yeah. Jump in. You know, <laughs> yeah. and then bloom where you're planted. Mm-hmm. So many people. There's there's work in Atlanta. There's work in New Orleans. There's work mm-hmm. in New York. There's work in Chicago yeah. now. So mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of people they're dreamers. Yeah, okay. But they don't do the action. Okay. And the average person in America works 40 hours a week. So if you want to be an actor, work on it 40 hours a week. And you'll get 40 hours a week, make a phone call. 40 hours a week, take new pictures. 40 hours a week, reach out to somebody on LinkedIn. 40 hours a week, look for an agent. 40 hours a week, Mm. um, learn a monologue. True. Learn a monologue, read books. Um, there's so many books to read on acting and screenwriting and filmmaking. Mm. It's all right there at your fingertips. But, you know, so many people want to say, could you help me? Could you help me? Like Ava DuVernay says, don't come up to me asking me to be your godmother. Come up to me and say, I've got a film. Come up to me and say, what, you know, I've got a camera. Write, writing. Um, Some of our heroes, Robert Townsend, Keenan Ivory Wayans, it starts with writing, you know, and mm. telling stories. We have wonderful stories to tell. True. And we're always looking for Steven Spielberg or somebody to tell him, tell your own story. That's true. Tell your story. Tell the story of your Aunt Hattie. I have an Aunt Rosalie. I want to tell Aunt Rosalie's story. She went to BU in the 20s. Mm. She graduated magna cum laude. In her spare time, she was a pole vaulter. She mm. became an editor for Zora Neale Hurston. And before she died, she ran for city council in the little town of St. Augustine. That's a great story. Yeah, that is a good story. You know, and she's in my family. Oh, wow. You know, so um, that's what we need to do is, you know, start. Okay. A lot of people, they forget, start, just start, start somewhere. Okay. So what is the hardest part about being in this business? What you would say? Well, um, one of the things is longevity. Okay. You know, if you don't get some anything for a year or you don't get anything for two years to keep believing you're going to get something. Okay. You know, um, <laughs> during the pandemic, nobody got anything. Yeah, you know, true. if you were on a series, then you were already working and they were testing you two or three times a week and yeah. that was fine. But uh, the rest of us were home making chili. That's true. You know, so it was so fun to meet you mm-hmm. and... Juwan and you know when he, they call him like I'm there let's yeah. go and then it's, you yeah. know work begets work so while I'm at your job I got another audition mm. and then I got another job 
you know, just in the last 10 days, oh, things are starting cool. to percolate again. Hmm. And then also, I, I study with Richard Lawson. Do you know Richard Lawson? Uh, no, nothing he said, say yes. Say yes. When a, a kid from my class calls and says, yeah. can you do a scene with me? Say yes. yes. If somebody calls and said, oh, Ange, I don't have any money, but would you direct this? Say yes. If somebody calls, can we use your house to shoot a scene? Say yes. <laughs> because th that yes, yeah. you you saying yes is is part of possibility. Possibility. Open the door to more things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know you, but you say, can I come and interview you? Yes. <laughs> I didn't say who, who, Who's your people? She did say yes. <laughs> who, who's, your, who's your family? <laughs> Where you yeah. from? Where you from in Maryland? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Say yes. Okay. So, so many people that do well, mm -hmm. the really top people, they just say yes. Okay. So you mentioned longevity. Mm -hmm. How important is longevity in the entertainment industry? Well, let's take John. Okay. So he starts out, he comes out, he drives out here mm -hmm. uh, from Detroit in an old Mustang with a can of oil on the back seat. Mm -hmm. He gets a job at the comedy store as the doorman and the bouncer. Okay. His best friend is Dave Letterman. Dave mm -hmm. takes off right mm -hmm. to stardom. John's still sitting there plugging away. Mm -hmm. Marsha Warfield takes off. Tim Reed takes off. Richard Pryor takes off. He's still plugging away, plugging away. But he makes friends with Keenan and friends with Robert Townsend mm -hmm. and friends with Mooney. So now Robert's doing a little movie called Hollywood Shuffle. So he that does that for like, I think they did that movie on credit cards. Hmm. They did that whole movie oh, on a hundred thousand dollars. So all of those people that are in that movie, Keenan, hmm. uh, Paul Mooney, John, uh, different ones all volunteered, That's true. you know, and shot that movie. Then they did um, Townsend Television or, you know, you... you you get your group, your peer group, and you guys work together and work on things and work on ideas and, you know, and then they did, uh, I don't know what year Friday is, but yeah. the first Friday, John makes like five grand. Oh, okay. People think he makes a million dollars. He makes like five grand. <laughs> yeah, true. But then by the third Friday. Yeah, now he can. Then he gets a good paycheck. He said yes. We can see. We can see. We can see this one. <laughs> you know, um, I'm friends with Sharon Stone. No, Sharon okay. Stone, the, the first movie she does, she's in a bathtub with a snake. Mm. It's called Deadly Blessing. She doesn't know she's going to get basic instinct, yeah, right, but she doesn't yeah. give up. The, yeah. For years, she was like a B-movie queen, a B-movie queen, and then Finally, she gets to work with Martin Scorsese in Casino, and she's really good. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, d it, 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 there's a saying, don't leave before the miracle. Mm. You know, okay. don't leave before the miracle. So when you, when you leave and go home and quit, you take yourself out of line. Mm. Um, who, Daphne Maxwell-Reed, who played Aunt Viv, the second Aunt Viv oh, on Fresh one. Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says she got that job because everybody else was working. <laughs> she said they went down the list of black actresses, 35, 45. She was the only one who wasn't working. Hmm. So she got it. You know, so there comes a day, there's a short list, and then there's the people under that. So you got to move your way up onto the short list. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So just definitely say yes. 
Say yes. Say yes. <laughs> say yes. Okay. I don't um, always want to work on low budget things. Yeah. But I say yes. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know. Because in Hollywood, I guess you're only as relevant as your last project. Well, and there's generations. Okay. There's people that saw 48 Hours, and there's people that didn't see that, and then there's people that saw Criminal Minds, and you know, there, you you got to yeah. come to a new generation. John did that with the Boondocks. People didn't see Boomerang, but they saw the Boondocks. Yeah. And they said, whose voice is that playing <laughs> Oh, that's John Whitson. Yeah. You know, so he every every 10 years, he'd get another gig, the Wayne Brothers, something yeah. else that would make him relevant. True. I direct um, documentaries, so that makes me relevant because I'm a storyteller. Yeah. That's true. You know, so even if I'm not getting something in front of the camera, I'm doing something behind the camera. Okay, that makes you sense. You know, I'm meeting people that way. So you produce, you direct, and also you're an actress. Mm -hmm. um, out of those three, I can't is... sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I like to sing. <laughs> out of those three, which is the toughest? Well, acting is tough because you need other people to play with. Okay. I, I it's like the game of tennis. I need somebody to hit the ball back. Okay. So in order for me to do acting, I got to be invited to play. Hmm. If I'm doing my own projects, I'm in charge. I, I set the schedule. I pick the cinematographer. I pick the editor. I pick hmm. the topic. So now I'm, you know, basically playing in my own sandbox. Hmm. But I, if I want to play with you or play with another actress or, you know, another actor, then we have to create something. We have to create a frame for us to work with. Okay, that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. and then if you want to do network TV, yeah. then the network has us to say, <laughs> let Angela do it. She, she can do it. Um, now, you talk about network TV. How hard is it for, because I know everybody's like, I'm going to come to LA if I can get on a series regular. Like That's like everybody's thing, being a series regular. How hard is it to get on a network? Well, they got to know who you are. Okay. So the first thing you want to do is just get a co-star. Okay. Get a get a, a, a under five on something. Mm -hmm. I think um, I had a sh I had a job on ABC once. My line was ouch. <laughs> I was you know, and then I had one line on L.A. Law, and then I had one line on Third Rock from the Sun. And, you know, then I had five lines on Joan of Arcadia, yeah. and so you want to work yourself up from uh, featured. Five and under, co-star to guest star, okay. uh, and then you can start looking at series regular. Okay, you know, but Issa Rae, she changed the paradigm. Now you can take yourself and put write a web series, put yourself in a web series, and your web series can be picked up mm -hmm. by one of uh, the channels, one of the, the major channels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's really important to create. Creative. There's a book called My Story Can Beat Up Your Story. Hmm. Uh, it's a really good book about screenwriting and how to craft a story. Because if you look at every screenplay ever hmm. written, there's there's like a rhythm to it. Okay. On page between page one and six, hmm. we need to know who the hero is. Between page six and twelve, we need to know what the problem is. <laughs> between page twelve and page yeah. eighteen, we need to know what the obstacles are. Okay. Between page 18 and page 25, the the lead character has to become an orphan or, or has to walk out into the wilderness <laughs> or has to be on the Titanic. Yeah, okay. Right? And then the next, the, the rest of it unfolds. How does he overcome? Does he, 
Does he mm-hmm. win the battle or does he die? Every okay. movie can be broken down like that. That's amazing. So, are, are you a writer yourself? <laughs> I Sounds am, like you I, have a little I bit have of experience. <laughs> Should I add that to the resume? <laughs> I, you know, writing is one of the toughest things. I'm okay. writing a, a little memoir just oh, okay. about my marriage. Okay, okay. I don't know if I should call it this shit ain't funny (laughs) or when my love went bang, bang, bang. (laughs) I like that second one. (laughs) But, you know, a lot of people, you know, from the outside looking in think I was very lucky, but, you know, Mm. I was already working. John met me. I had Mm. five national commercials running. Oh, okay. One of my commercials was kicking out two grand a week. Oh wow! Maxwell House Coffee. John said, "Hmm, you got another check? Yeah, I'll, I'll put your two grand with my two grand. We have four grand." <laughs> <laughs> so I always say that he married me for those checks. But yeah. I had I had been a model. I was okay. fluent in French. Oh, my, wow. my father had been a diplomat to the Netherlands. I speak Dutch. I speak Italian. John didn't find me on a street corner. I was already here working Mm -hmm. with a SAG card, booking jobs, and then I met him. Mm. Now, would you say that being with him opened more doors for other acting gigs? Not really, because... (laughs) (laughs) No. No. I mean, we had a great Mm. marriage, but... John had the attitude, you know, like, don't worry, baby, I got this. <laughs> I, I, you're funny, but I, I tell the jokes. <laughs> okay. You know, and then I, one year after we were married, I was pregnant with JD. Oh, okay, okay. So I was pregnant. So then I was on un- unemployment or disability or whatever. Oh, okay. um, but, you know, and then people, Robert hired him. He hired me. I was in Meteor Man. But okay. if I was like saying, can I get a job? They'd be some... Robert said, I sent money to your house. But you didn't send it to my SAG pension. You didn't send it to my residual. That's true. You know, so uh, John liked to see me work. He was happy for me. But he didn't care if I worked. He's like, I'm working enough of all of us. You're good. You just decorate and keep, make make me something to eat, woman. Fry me some fish. (laughs) So so how was it living with him on a daily basis? Because when you're with someone who's funny, is it? Well, he, he, you know, he's a, ser- he was a serious man. Okay. He was funny. He was mm-hmm. really funny, but he was serious. Okay. He was serious about his success. Mm-hmm. His brother, William, had worked at Motown and wrote uh, oh, okay. What Becomes of the Brokenhearted. Oh, okay. And so a lot of people that worked at Motown, they didn't realize all the profits from that. Uh-huh, and okay. And that's saying it as nicely as I can say it. <laughs> so John wanted to make sure if he worked his butt off that he got his rewards. rewards. So um, we we got into collecting real estate. I collect art. Oh, John wow. loved to collect old cars, antique cars. So we were very much, um, I don't want to say capitalists, but we wanted to do some wealth building. Okay. To like generational to leave, wealth, yeah, to yeah. leave something behind, and mm-hmm. um, so John was a great provider. Okay, you know he would if I wanted to go to a party, 
and he had a gig, he going to the gig. <laughs> but honey, it's gonna be a really good party. Are they gonna give me a check? If there ain't no check, I ain't going. I mean, uh, one of the things, um, you know, just before he passed, we went to Magic's 60th birthday, and he was okay. like, "Magic ain't gonna give me no check." And I <laughs> I'm like, "But honey, we'll have such a good time." And sure enough, we did. We we saw Chris Tucker and Cedric and J Lo mm. and. Coach Riley and Magic and okay. Cookie and it was it was a I'm so grateful for that memory mm, yeah. because we really had a good time. Okay, yeah. so I know a lot of people, the character they portray on TV is a little different than the character they portray in real life. Uh -huh. um, so that personality that he had was that like his actual personality? I mean, we all have a crazy uncle <laughs> or a crazy guy like that in our family, but. You know, John, that was a character he developed. The okay. clothing, the bow ties, yeah. um, the funny socks. That was a character he worked on and somebody that he kind of knew mm -hmm. from the neighborhood in Detroit. In real life, he was always dressed in tennis whites. Oh, okay. And, and Ralph Lauren. <laughs> so he knew creating that persona yeah. would help his, his yeah. career, his brand. He was a much more elegant person mm -hmm. than that. He had been a fashion model. Oh, okay. And so, but he said when he was younger, he didn't work because he was too purdy. <laughs> you know? And so then when yeah. he got older and he could play that crazy uncle and play that yeah. crazy granddad and play the crazy father, yeah. boy, don't make me get my belt. You know? <laughs> and like we this. all could relate yeah. to it. That's pretty cool. We all could relate to it. But he, he thought he was a lover, not yeah. a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that you're doing a documentary. Tell us about the documentary. What is it about? Oh, um, the documentary I'm working on is about an artist named Betty Saar, B-E-T-Y-E Saar, S-A-A-R. She's 94 years young. Okay. Her most famous piece is mm -hmm. a piece called The Liberation of Aunt Jemima. Okay. And this is a, was a little like a grocery list thing that went in the kitchen, and she took the pencil out and put an AK-47 in it. So she turned Aunt Jemima into a warrior. And she did it in 1970. Wow. And so that piece has traveled all over the world. And it's a precursor to the idea that Aunt Jemima should get off the box oh. and kick some ass. Hmm. And we as black women, we're always in the trenches. We were in the trenches for Biden. Yeah. We were in the trenches uh, you know, in the civil rights movement behind Martin Luther King, we're in the trenches behind Malcolm X. Yeah. We're in the trenches right now on the Black Lives Matter. Mm. We, it's, we're yeah. the ones <laughs> who are like, come on, climb on my back. Maybe yeah. you can get over the fence. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah. um, you know, I'm not Aunt Jemima, but Aunt Jemima is my ancestor. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. So this this documentary kind of like can tell the whole story of you know how it all started. It's about her success and her mm -hmm. career and about her art, and then it's also about the family business because her daughter Allison is a great artist. Okay. There is a twelve foot bronze up in Harlem of Harriet Tubman. Her daughter did that. Oh wow! Yeah. So not only is Betty a great artist, but mm -hmm. she gave birth to two great artists, Leslie and Allison, and then her third daughter, Tracy, is a writer. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, and now her grandchildren are artists. Her granddaughter, Sola, is a writer and a collage artist. Um, They're one of the family, it seems. Yeah, so it's, 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 about, <laughs> it's about our culture and what we have. I mean, when you travel around the world, what do they know about? Our movies, yeah. our music, Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington, John Coltrane, yeah. uh, right. Common, John Legend, yeah. Alicia Keys. It's yeah. us. America, the, the biggest American export is our culture. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. So um, let's say I am an actor. I came to Hollywood. Right. I'm trying to get my first movie role. Uh-huh. Um, what is the best advice you could give me? Get training. Get training. Learn your craft. Learn your craft. Okay. So learn your craft. Okay. A lot of people think, oh, I've I've got a good personality. I'll be great. Yeah. No, no, no. You need to learn your lines, <laughs> and you need to learn what your lines mean, mm -hmm. and you need to learn what it is you're trying to put across. Okay. And you need to learn how to tell story. I um really recommend Richard Lawson. Okay. He's a great teacher. And also um, go to casting workshops, meet casting directors. Mm -hmm. Twinkie Bird, um, okay. Tracy Twinkie Bird is, gives a lot of good workshops. Uh, Felicia, uh, Phaedra Harris, Phaedra Harris Casting. Okay. Um, get around people in the industry. Go to open mics. Like Learn more than one thing. If you, if you can be an actor and a stand-up and a singer, you know, and a storyteller. Do it all. Yeah, and the way you guys have it now with the internet, yeah, you know, you can make your own, almost your own television station. Yeah, yeah. You know, where you're talking to your friends every day and talking about your craft, talking about your preparation. Mm. And then um, there's a thing called a relationship map. Relationship map. So okay. now I met you. Yeah. So now you're part of my relationship map. Okay. And like you that. met me. Right, and so, so I'm part of your relationship yeah. map. Okay. So I'm trying to do some promo so or something. So we're like in a relationship. Yeah. And I can okay. be like, hey, Cliff, how you doing? Now, I can't call you every week for a favor. Okay. Some weeks I got to just call you and say hi. <laughs> Mer Merry Christmas. Oh, they do that still. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ha Happy New Year. old. <laughs> no, no. You got yeah. to massage, massage the relationship, relationship. map. Okay. So now you said you've been here one week. Mm-hmm. Who did you meet? I met you. Yeah. You met me and you met all the people on the set. Yeah, of you course, met yeah. the camera people. You yep. met the cinematographers. Now, all those people are in your relationship map. So I should be calling them. So each month, them. you mm -hmm. take your time. Hey, man, how you doing? Just staying in touch. Yeah. This is where we're at. This is what we're doing. This is how it's going. How you been? What's going on with you? Oh, you had a baby? Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, <laughs> two years from now, you have a script. Who's going to take your call? Those people you kept The people that you said hello to. The people True. you said Merry Christmas to. The people you said congratulations on the baby. Mm. And you say and you say to them, I know you're really busy, man. But could I get you to just read my script or read the synopsis? And if it, if it has a ring to it, would mm. you read the script? And they'll say yes or no. Yeah, true. And then they say yes. Then they call back and say, hey, man, I really liked it. Then you can say, oh. Oh, you liked it? Do you feel comfortable handing it to your agent at CAA? <laughs> I, 
I, I don't want to stress you out, but if you really liked it, yeah. could you hand it to Eddie Murphy? Could you That's hand- massaging those relationships. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so yeah. everybody comes to town and wants to make it. Yeah, everybody. But but why why should I root for you? Why should you root for me? Because we got a relationship. Those relationships. And we've had and we went out for drinks and we had some laughs. And we had too much tequila, whatever, that yeah. one night. And so I got that picture of you. <laughs> it happened in Vegas, stays in Vegas. No, but yeah. you know, you yeah. so then you have mm. um your friendships. Yeah, true. And your your things um that you can fall back on. Fall and back on. you know, we used to if you couldn't get your insurance, you used to be able to call up your friend and go, Hey man. Yeah. I'm short on making my insurance. Do you have anything I can do on the show? Can I come on and do a one-liner or a two-liner? I, I just, I'm a $1,000 short of making my insurance. Mm. So you could call your friends and say that. And then, boom. You know, because mm. you need a SAG gig. Yeah, okay. That makes you know, sense. or like in John's case, some years when he wasn't working, he could call his friend David Letterman and say, hey, man, can I come on the show? What's going on? And so every year, Letterman would have him on the show, whether he was working or not working. Hmm. You know, and that um, helped. Yeah, and that okay. kept him relevant, kept him going, kept him in front of people. Um, but that was him massaging the relationships throughout the years to make yeah. sure. Yeah, and okay. it's not it's not hard to do. Yeah. yeah, it's just being a good person and and reaching out and talking and sharing and you know yeah. I have a big front yard. Yeah. So when Kamala was running for president. I had a cookout for Kamala. Mm. Now I raised $100,000. So guess who I can call? Yeah. Madam Vice President, <laughs> what you doing, baby? <laughs> and who's going to pick up? Yeah. yeah Kamala. Yeah, because yeah, it makes sense. Because she's been here. Because you said, you said yes. She sat on this couch. <laughs> I like that. You know what I mean? But mm. it's on this side of that side. Oh, on my side. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We, we got switched there. She actually <laughs> came in through the guest room, met everybody, and then went right out in the front yard and gave a speech. But mm. the point I'm making is you've got to build relationships. Yeah. It's not enough to be cute. Mm-hmm. they making cute kids every day. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's not enough to have curly hair. Yeah, true. you got to have something, you know, something under it. Okay. Some competitive advantage. Just, and you gotta be. A lot of times, you gotta be a good person. I mean, everybody out here is not good, but the but the cream does rise to the top. Regina Mm. King is a lovely person. It does not surprise me that she's having huge success. She's been a sweetheart the whole way. True, true. Um, So being humble helps. Yeah. Um. Jack Hay, Jack Hay Harry. She's work. She's still working all these mm. years. She's she's a sweetheart. She's a hoot. She's mm. a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if you know who CCH Pounder is. Mm. She's been on five network shows. Each one lasted seven years. That's thirty five years of work since she came out of college. She's mm. good at what she does, and she's a wonderful person. You never hear her say something derogatory or mean-spirited or gossipy about anybody. Hmm. Uh, Lorraine Toussaint, you know who she is? Working all the time. Um, Hmm. I don't know. But, you know, 
the the, the cream, so the cream the the rises yeah, to the top. Yeah. So make sure you're creamy. <laughs> Don't just be dreamy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. That's and, true. And have a point of view. Mm-hmm. Have a point of view. Now, when you say have a point of view, what do you mean by that? Well, um, a point of view. Like, I'm willing to do this. I'm not willing to do that. Okay. That I'm sense. willing to help out. I'm not willing to do that. I'm okay. willing to tell this story. I don't want to tell that story so much. Okay. You know, a lot of people complain. They come out here and all they get is hookers and criminals. Say no to the hooker. <laughs> okay. Say no to playing the criminal. Yeah, play, sure. play the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have your destiny in your hands. Mm-hmm. You know, I was very fortunate. I didn't have to take a job if I didn't want to take a job because my husband was working. Mm-hmm. But now I, my husband's not working, so I need to work. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm being a little looser with it. <laughs> Let's go. I'll play the hooker. <laughs> well, yeah. They want me to play a hooker. I think they want me to play the madam. <laughs> okay. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah. It, it it all of that comes through. True, true. Who you really you know the camera doesn't lie. Yeah, true. You know, so mm-hmm. if you're you know it, it's it's good it's good to learn your craft. Yeah. Be sweet. Learn your lines. Be on time. Don't be late. Don't be arrogant. And be, you know, be mm-hmm. open. Be open. Be be inclusive. Okay. So, you were in the movie You Married That, starring yes. John Jones. You Married That. Tell us a little about your role, and you know. I play, in my mind, an oracle. Okay. <laughs> I'm only there for a few minutes, mm-hmm. but I'm... I'm telling him about how to have a long, happy marriage. Mm-hmm. And I added the line, every morning we get up and we thank God okay. for waking us up on the right side of the daisies. Uh-huh. Then he chooses me and I choose him. Mm-hmm. And so that is true. Mm-hmm. John and I chose each other each week. We're going to keep this up? We're going to keep going? Yeah, baby, let's keep going. You got a better deal? Nah, I can't get a better deal. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. saying to him, you know, he's in a dilemma yeah. about who to marry or who to be faithful to or what, what to do. And I'm saying to him, you got to choose the one that's your teammate, mm. you know, that's for you, True. that you can trust. You can trust. And that, you know, that goes for everything. <laughs> I love your knowledge. That's right? amazing. All right, so um, where can people check you out? Where can they find you? I'm on Instagram, okay. A Robinson Witherspoon. Okay. Follow me. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I have my own website, AngelaRobinsonWitherspoon.com. Okay. And then I have a foundation. Oh, okay. The Angela and John Witherspoon Family Foundation for the Arts. Okay. And we give little tiny grants to actors and comics and writers who are in trouble. Okay. They're usually one thousand to two thousand mm-hmm. dollars. We gave out five or six of those last year. I need to raise some more money to give out some more. Okay, okay. But I I usually put anywhere from eight to ten thousand dollars in there every year, and then I'll do a Facebook fundraiser and I and I just give the money away. Mm-hmm. One guy was an illustrator who had worked for the Funkadelic, mm-hmm. and he was living. You know, he was really up against it in New York and my brother said he's an artist honey 
<laughs> sent him a thousand dollars. Another kid was in Phaedra's class and he was living in his car. Mm-hmm. Gave him two thousand dollars last year. Um, sometimes writers are small grants, five hundred. Filmmakers, five hundred. Uh, people can apply to the, for the grants on there. Okay, so just go to the Don't website. write to me and say, "Can you help me finish my pilot?" <laughs> that is not an emergency. <laughs> okay. If mm-hmm. your your mother is sick and you need to build a ramp so she can come home from the hospital, that's an emergency. Okay. So sense. we gave somebody two thousand dollars to build a ramp in Chicago for their mother. Okay. So you're Stuff really like, giving back. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To whom much is given, much is expected. Mm. You know. And then we used to say, um, each one teach one. So if I've been lucky enough to rise and mm-hmm. come up and 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 make a living, I'm supposed to reach back and help someone else. And we used to do that in our community. And we I think we've forgotten it Mm. in in the search for Gucci Poochie. (laughs) (laughs) No disrespect to Gucci. No disrespect. Gucci's fun. Gucci's fun. But before Mm. you get your Gucci, help (laughs) somebody. Help somebody else. Okay. Well, um, thank you for coming on my show. Thank you for having me. Um, this is uh, Clinton Alexander with How to Build a Celebrity Brand. This is Angela Robertson Witherspoon, and I'll see you guys next week. There you go. Thank you so much. You're, You're welcome, honey. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was amazing.